Welcome back to the Readcast. This is Isaac Hunter. Super excited for the episode today, guys. This is the summer 2022 kickoff podcast. Today, we got the Holy Trinity or the closest thing to that with me. We got Jason Wild, CJ Edgington, and Carson Bird. We're going to be going over everything, guys. We're going to be talking about the summer, how to best prepare, what RID has been doing to make sure that your lives are as easy as possible. And if you're not with RID, why you probably should be at this point. So let's jump into it. Three, two, one, zero. We have ignition. What's up, Isaac? What's up? What's up, bro? Glad to have all three of you guys here this time. This is the first time we've done it with all three of you guys. So, hey, before we get started, I'd like I'd like to give a special shout out to our guy Isaac for running an amazing podcast. Dude, I appreciate it. I still have no idea what I'm doing with this thing, but you've done, you've done awesome, dude. It's been awesome, yeah. It's honestly way fun to do. But just to jump right into this, we have all three of you guys. This is probably going to be the best podcast we've ever done yet. And we're going to be talking about, like I said, everything. But just to jump into it, going into the summer, we're right around the corner now. We already have guys out there. We have guys in market. We have guys driving out to market. We have guys driving to Texas all over the country right now. What are we expecting to see from summer of 2022? That's a big question. We can dive into that real quick. It's March 16th. And think about what he just said. We got guys. We got Grayson and his team out in Jacksonville. We got a team in Columbia on a blitz. Myrtle Beach just got done with a blitz. We got five guys in Texas that are marketing with Hawks. And we got the Gof and the Rookie of the Year last year driving out to market right now. En route. And it's March 16th. It's pretty crazy. I was talking to one Eric Campbell a couple of days ago. and He was blown away at how many guys were already out. The guys are going hard. Well, just the industry's changing. Like two years ago, you, you wouldn't go out until like two weeks before the summer started. And that was like the soonest anyone would go out. And now people are getting out there in March and February. Bryson was out there in February. I do think the industry's changing, but I think Rid's at the, the helm of the changing. I think going out right, there, man. leading from the front. It's true. It's it's definitely culture. I feel like every summer I've had like this itch to just get out earlier and earlier every summer too. So props to the guys that are already out there. Just gives them a ton of momentum going into the summer. For yeah. Sure. They've been doing awesome. Diving into the question, there's a lot of stuff that we've been working on. Jason's got everything dialed with payroll, fixed a ton of things so you can see everything as far as rent goes, your housing situation, all your upfront pay, like everything's dialed on that end. Competitions are going to be amazing this year. We're doing a lot of similar themes as last year. Rules will change. There will be different, obviously different prizes, but we're going to top last year and then Carson's been going super hard on tiled. That's one thing I want to talk about that, that's different right now. Carson, kind of give him a brief reason why we went with tiled. And totally. Yeah, tiled is... What is tiled? Tiled's do, your why, baby, dude. It's why do we tiles. have it? Tiled is Carson's baby, and he's done an amazing job on how it looks and how it functions. Appreciate it. But that, what, what is tiled? Tiled is going to be this platform. It's basically like our internal platform for sales reps, technicians, eventually the whole call center. And this is where the training videos are going to be. This is competitions. Um, FAQ the, page. The FAQ page, the shop, the slicks. Just everything is going to be. Pricing structure, minimums. Exactly. Our text will be on it. It, yep. won't, it won't just be for sales reps. It'll be for the, all the technicians, call center. Impl- like this is the one-stop shop to anything you need through RID 
to access it, right? Yep. You mentioned shop. Yeah. Give them a little rundown on the shop. Oh, we're going to have some swag coming out here pretty soon. The shop will be sweet. It will be limited, but you'll be able to buy things that you want specifically from RID. Probably do some drops. Yeah. Probably you know, buy smaller drops. Qu- yeah, limited quantity. Let's see how many of these things sell. But yeah, we'll start with like 15 to 20 shirts and see if people buy them. I think they will. Yeah, we'll see. The RID brand. We have a lot of stuff that, that is going to kind of take RID to the next level as far as that. Tiled's going to be new. Competitions you're used to. Everything Jason's doing with pay you guys are used to. But one thing that I think is going to be really different too that you're going to see is our trucks this year. And that goes along with just ops. Josh Farah's done amazing as the new COO running all the operations. And we just got all these new trucks and they, they just look awesome. If you jumped on the store the other day, you would have seen them. But the trucks are looking awesome. Like we're just super excited to get the summer started. It's going to yeah, be a it, whole new ramp. It feels like the brand, the RID brand is finally coming together, yeah. which is really exciting. Yeah, that that's kind of everything we have going, getting ready for the summer. Diving into it, I want to kind of dive into who you guys are thinking top reps could be. And I know that's a that's a big question, but... Top off. rep, whole company. I want top. Who who's in the running to be top rep this year? Last year it was it was our guy Sam Hunter. It was Sam Cars and Isaac's Baylor kind of right up at the top. Sam Cars, Baylor, Sheryls, P. Steph, Toast. Toast. Yep. So who's gonna make a push six. this year? Who's who's running dry? <laughs> and who's gonna who's gonna push through it and be at the top? Honestly, if I had to pick one. I don't think anybody can mess with Sam Hunter's mindset. The guy is just sick. I was just gonna say if I had to if I had to bet my life savings, I'd probably put it on Sam. Where does that He's come from? I'm not doing a, a thousand burger this summer. Yep, the big thou- the thousand burger. Wow. Yeah, he wants. Yeah. His goal's just gone up and up he's, and up. He's going to hit Golden Door this year. I don't think there's a single rep that he probably hasn't trained with at RID. Dude. Dude. Yeah, the one guy that should be training the least is the one training, training the most. Dude, and that's what makes them good. That's what makes the best the best. Yeah. Like, they don't stop. Yeah. They continue to get better and better and better, and they, they fight for that. They push for that. So, Sam's up there. Sounds like it's Sam's title to lose. Somebody better come it, for it him. Is yeah, it is Sam's title to lose, but there are some people that could could totally mess with that. I think Grayson could be a huge one this year. Grayson's hungry. Dude, he's hungry. He's already out there. Rip seven his first day on March 9th or something like that. He is, and he's going to be out there for a while. Yeah. And Baylor's up there. Baylor has the skill set. Like, that guy grinds. Toast, if his mullet gets any longer. He could be up in there. Yeah. If we might let him knock in the Crocs, I think he could hit it. If Toast... If we allow him to knock in the Crocs all summer long, he could be there. He'll sell the most for a rep wearing Crocs this summer. Yeah. He might also have the most housewives won over as well. <laughs> yeah. it, it, Shirley and Toast, that's that's an ongoing competition, dude. There's a lot of guys. P-Steph, though, too, is... With is the just, housewives or just accounts? Just ac- accounts. Okay. The guy, when he puts his same thing, I mean, when he puts his mind to something, he's just go, can go off. Like, his skill set is up there for sure. What about Rooks? I know Rooks, it's tough, right? It's tough to just speculate, right? That, like Rooks, that, but. Rooks, well, so you got sophomores. You got, I mean, if we classify them as that, like Cody is technically going to be a second year. Colby Edgington is going to be a second year. Those guys are going to make a run for it. If there was a sophomore class, those two would make, make the running for it. But as far as rookies go, I, I know who I'm betting on. I, I, got, I got my stallion. Bryson? Bryson Bowman. That guy is crazy. He ripped five yesterday at a nine ninety four. He's been selling for two weeks out there. Today, currently, 
It's 226 here in Utah, so it's 426 in Florida, and he's at four today. Yeah, and I mean. Got, and he's got three hours left. He's going to be at 150 by the time everyone gets out there. He's got four. I just ran. He's got he's got four at a 914, and it's 426. Goodness. On March 16th. So that that's my rookie of the year this year. Yeah, that's, I, don't, that's I my mean, bet. just having met with Bryson a few times, I've never – I. I haven't met with tons of rookies recently in my life, but dude, he, it, you would think he had been selling for five years. Well, and uh, just sitting down. With so him. he came in with the mindset and like the attitude of like, he, he was the key. He's the kind of guy when you met with him, you're like, Oh dude, he could be good. But it was one of those things. Like a lot of people talk the talk. Right. And then it's like, who goes and backs it up? It's very limited. And he went out there and right from the beginning, he's just taken off like a rocket ship. And he's going to have so much time on everybody. Like, if he wants it, he's going to get it. I don't know. He's going to be tough to beat. Agreed. A lot of rooks out there, though. Guys, he's got a little bit of time on everybody. I think that's why these guys might be giving him the edge. But as a rookie, it's up for anybody. Anybody can go out and get it. And I feel like every year, rookies always surprise us. I want someone to go march him down. You got the Barnum blood out there. You got... The Never Barnum, bet against the Barnum blood. The Barnum brothers, the cousins, they got their third cousins, their step family. I mean, you got just the whole mix in there. How many family members of the Barnums are coming out? I've seen three at least so far. I thought I'd seen four. I thought I'd seen like seven or eight. <laughs> Dude, one of those guys has got some Cody blood in them that could make a run for it for sure. What I would like to see is someone that we didn't mention. Yeah. Just a dark horse. Yep. Coming out of nowhere, taking the title from Sam, from Cody, someone that gives them a run for their money. As the finance guy, I feel obligated to ask, who's going to be the quality king this year, mm. guys? That's what I want to know. It's Josh Westbrook this last year. Dude, and Josh just sells such clean accounts. That Josh guy is will be so very precise. tough to beat. Like, like he, I think he could defend it pretty easy. I don't know what this new checklist coming out, dude. Maybe all of them are going to be clean. <laughs> are we going to have just like 20 quality kings? <laughs> no, I'll pick one. I don't know. You have one, Cars? Mason Ridenauer's Mason always Ridenauer's one at always, the top yeah, he's that you got to talk about. Yeah, he's always Maybe Grayson. There. Maybe Grayson could get Grayson the, has the, really good accounts. Both both crowns, dude. That's probably the top three that I think I would, yeah, that, that would be fighting for it. But there could, somebody can step up and take it, but those three are always clean. We'll see. Time we will only see. tell. And then, and then we got the defending league champs, and that's that, that comp's going to be crazy this year. So Tampa... Charleston's got that in the bag. Damn. Conversation over. <laughs> I, dude, I got a side with Isaac on this dude, one. Dude, I, I think Charleston could make a run for it for sure. Tampa's team is stacked with experience this year too. So it's going to be a crazy one. The league will get crazy this year for sure. There's going to be multiple teams that are up. I think Myrtle could make a run for that. Columbia. It's going to be, there's going to be Charleston for sure. I mean, I'd be scared of Charleston if I was out there on any other team. Yeah, we got some we got some fun stuff coming up. So we're incentives. Incentives are going to be dope again. Yep, incentives are going to be crazy. One last thing we'll mention, you guys will see. So how it's going to work this year? All competitions will be ran on tiled. You'll see the post of what the competition is on Instagram, and then to get the description and rules, you'll go to tiled to actually get all the information. We might drop some prizes on Instagram that you can just see, but tiled is going to have everything on there. Competitions will be. Kind of just like last year, but we're just going to up everything. It's just going to get crazier. And then watch out for those mystery boxes because oh, yeah. you never know what's going to happen in there. And for all those that missed out on it, I know people were super pissed that they didn't get those backpacks. 
There were those $100 (laughs) Nike backpacks. Those are sick. We had like 32 people win it, and so you always go hard. And who knows? We don't know what's going to be in the mystery boxes. Could be be a drone. Could be some of Jason's old socks. We don't know. That might be the most valuable prize of the mystery boxes. My favorite. I got a lot of old socks. I'll donate. Was when we did a mystery box in market in Orlando, and Logan Hudson won it. We actually had a mystery box, like there was a cardboard box, and he chose that instead of like a Nike gift card or something. And he opened it up, and we had won. <laughs> we had we had bought like mechanical pencils, like some get to get back to school, like pri- <laughs> dude. That was that was the best. Yeah, good time. Well, guys, we're gonna jump into it. We've been talking a lot about like top reps, right? And I think one thing that is a common thing among all these guys is the way that they have been able to gain control of their mentality and the mindsets that they have. None of their mindsets for anybody listening, especially rookies, were probably like that to start. Their mindsets have grown and changed over time as they've learned and adapted and experienced this job. But that's what sets a lot of these guys apart is their ability to just go out and do what not a lot of people are doing. And so my question for you guys is how can a rep control their mentality this summer and Make sure they're maximizing their time out there. One thing, guys, real quick before Wait, Jay, before, should, before should we give it up for Jason, Let's give it up for Jay Dog. Why are we giving it up? That's just well, CJ's like. Thing. Oh yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving it up for Jay Dog because guys, real give quick, whatever he's about to say right here, one thing that I think is way cool that, that that we have going on with Jason, crazy resume with what he's done with his master's degree, with all the businesses he's started, with his tax firm, his payroll company, everything he's done, everything he's touched has turned to gold. You forgot Goldman's sack. Gold worked at, worked at the Goldman sack. But guys, a lot of stuff that he, that he's done, he hasn't knocked. He hasn't. And I think that's, what's cool is a lot of stuff that you can take from him is coming from a whole different sector that he's done. Yeah. Let's say of. that it's cool. that I haven't. Knocked, it is. So. It's a good thing. <laughs> it is cool. The past experience you have, it's awesome. So I am a, I am curious what, what you think of this for the mindset. When I was uh, growing up, my dad would always say, you can do anything in the world for a few months. He's like, you could go to jail for a few months and you'd be fine. <laughs> so whenever I've I love that. approached a situation in life that I know is going to be tough, but that if I get my best effort, it'll be worth it and pay off, you just have to approach it like, I'm going into this 100%. I'm going to leave my old life behind, essentially. I'm not going to get overwhelmed by the road that's ahead. I'm just going to take it one day at a time. Like Tiger Woods just barely got in that car accident a year ago. He was in bed for like nine months. And this this is this is a little like doom and gloom. Obviously, this is, you know, what he went through was worse than having to go out and knock doors for a summer. But he said his mentality when he woke up, after being in the hospital was I just got to make it to the next meal. That was all he looked at is, okay, I woke up this morning. I'm going to make it to lunch and I'm going to do what I got to do and bust it until lunch. And then when I, after I have lunch, I'm going to bust it until dinner on my rehab. Right. Cause he was trying to rehab his leg. So I think when you are approaching something that's going to be difficult and you look at it as a whole, it can just seem so overwhelming and scary. But if you just look at it as, okay, from now until dinner, what do I have to do to make the most of this time? Or from now until breakfast, from now until lunch, what do I have to do to make the most of that time window? And you just do that, 
eventually you're going to lift your head up and it's been three months and you've reached your full potential. So well, and one thing that's crazy with that is like, it's really hard to see the results as you're going like tiger in that example. It's not like from lunch to dinner, he felt like his leg felt better right. with whatever he was doing, but it's just continually doing it over and over and over gets you to that spot. Yeah. One four day, one five day on the doors. Isn't going to like change your, change summer. your summer, but consistently but 20 of them will, you know? Yeah. So one thing that's cool about that is that that can apply to rookies that are just getting ready to go start your summer with the nerves, like put one foot forward in front of the other to every door through the learning curve. Right. And then all the way up to as far as Sam wanting to sell a thousand this summer. It's like, that's a big goal too. And it's the same mentality on both sides. I like that. That's hard to top. I don't know what I'm going to say now. Thanks man. I, got I was going to say something, but I'm going <laughs> to hold off now. Cause I'm going to, it's not as good as that. Should we just end the podcast? Carson says he's going to top it, dude. Carson's doing something. (laughs) What do you got? Not going to top it, but the biggest thing I think rookies make the mistake of before the summer starts, set your expectations up right that I'm going to work hard and I'm going to work the hours. Like I'm taking out all these decisions that could totally mess up my day of like, do I work till dark? Like that shouldn't even be a question in in a rep's mind. Do I work the hours? Like you shouldn't even be going through those dilemmas in your head on the day to day. It should just be like, which house do I knock? You know, those are the things you should be thinking about instead of, am I going to knock? This is hard. And you start to give yourself all that negativity. Like, you know, it's going to be hard. So when it does get hard, you don't stop. It's the weirdest thing because the summer is really, really tough. But then you look back and you're like, whoa, that was, it's honestly not that bad. Once you get rolling, but at the same time, you're like, dude, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. It's, it's a crazy concept to grasp, but it's like for rookies, especially with what you're saying, prepare for that learning curve. Yeah. Be ready for it. Don't, don't like get like shocked when you get out there and it's like hard and you're saying the pitch in the process and you're like, Oh, it doesn't work. Like I watched Grayson's videos. I watched Parker's videos. I watched Shirley's videos. I watched Carson. I watched all these guys. I'm doing what they're doing and it's not working. And you hit the learning curve and you're like, ah, I don't know. It's like, be ready for that. You're doing something wrong. You're, you're, you're not being confident. You're not engaging the customer. You're not closing the right. You're doing something wrong. You got to find it and, and, and you can critique it and you can work on it, but that learning curve is going to come. And so expect it. Yep. And then when you hit it, it's like, cool. Now just bury your head and push through that wall. Can't go around it. Can't go under it. You just have to put your head down and just keep pushing through it. And once it breaks, it's like you're off to the sunset. Well, and we've all heard those success stories of guys that have bageled for two weeks straight, their first two weeks, and then they end with a 300 summer, a 400 summer. And it's like how many guys give up in those first two weeks Yeah, and start to label themselves as like, I can't do this. I'm not going to figure it out. Don't be that guy that quits or gives up and just says this isn't for you because you're going to go back and you're going to go to school and then guess what you're going to do? You're going to think it's hard. And that school's not for you. Or you're going to go back and get into your career a few years later and say it's hard. Or you're going to get married and say it's hard. Or you're going to have a kid and say it's like everything will be hard in life. So stick with it and push through it like everybody else does. Tens of thousands of people that go and finish the summer and do it. Like nothing's special about them. We've all seen every single personality type make it yeah. in this industry and, and crush yeah. it in this industry. It's not like, oh, you have to be this tall, look like this, talk like this, have this perfect personality. Like, we've all seen every single type of person 
make it and and do really well. So if you, you look can like, do it no matter what. If you look like Carson Bird, you do get a little bit of it's advantage. it's a big advantage for sure. <laughs> I'm blushing, guys. Like that's <laughs> not true. One thing I wanted to add with that though, anything worth achieving is hard. And so there are some things in life that come easy, like playing Call of Duty, like that's fun. You know, that's easy. Like some guys just think that that's what life needs to be. But anything great in life comes from doing something hard. Could be six months of doing something hard. Could be 10 years of doing something hard. But I don't know anyone in this industry, at least, that hasn't humbled themselves because all personality types do it. That hasn't humbled themselves and started over of like, all right, this is what I need to do to be successful in this industry. Your early 20s are going to be real. If you're going to do anything in your early 20s that is worthwhile to set yourself up for the future, it's going to be hard, whether it's medical school or a master's of accounting or knocking on doors or learning how to become a plumber or whatever it is, it's going to be really hard. And so you might as well throw yourself all into this if this is what you choose to do, you know. And when that four or five year period's over, you will have been putting it into something that is very worthwhile. So, And then to add one thing to that, if it is a one-year thing for you, then create the mindset and the skill set that you'll do whatever it is at the time hard so that even if it is a one-year thing. Yeah, that's a good point on, a on something thing. that I wanted to touch on. Like if you are just going to go out for a year for this, and this is going to be your only summer, by going out there, you are immediately making an investment because you're paying rent. You're paying to travel out there. You're buying food while you're out there. If you go out and sell 50 accounts, it's going to cost you the same amount of money to be out there. You're going to invest the same amount of money going out there as someone who sells 300 accounts. And if you go out there and sit on the curb half the day or go to the gas station five times a day, you're making the same investment of time and money as someone who goes out and knocks eight hours a day. So you might as well be the guy that, that works the whole time and puts all your effort into it because either way you're incurring those costs and you're incurring that investment. So your fixed costs are fixed out there. Yeah. Anything on top of it's just gravy. So why not just go as hard as possible? Yeah. yeah. That is crazy to think about that a whole team can go out and one guy could be making like $4,000 on that day or 5,000. And then there's a guy that just bagels, bagels, especially when you're in like June, July, August. A choice. If a guy's bageling, it's usually a choice. Yeah. And so you didn't you didn't spend you're not paying, you know, 175 bucks a week and buying all your own food out there and out away from home to sit on a curb. You can do that here, you know? Just stay home. If you're gonna be out there, you might as well be trying to make money. Yep. One of my favorite things that I like have lived by in the industry, it's uh, from Take the Stairs, Rory Vaden says, short-term easy equals long-term difficult or short-term difficult equals long-term easy. And that's mm. the mindset you have to adopt as a sales rep is just, yeah, there is going to be a learning curve if this is your first year. I still get anxious as a fourth-year rep going out, like knocking my first door. I think every rep would say a very similar thing. And I think there's these ebbs and flows of the summer too. But there's this point where you'll get to, especially as a rookie, I've said this in a previous podcast, but it was about Memorial Day where I had my first 10 day, four weeks, three weeks into the summer and something just clicked. Like it was just really weird. I just had an amazing day. And that's the mindset you have to adopt is I'm going to just plow through this brick wall that CJ said that you can't get through. 
I'm going to just do whatever I got to do. Be the rep that's asking questions at night. Be the rep that's on the phone with your manager asking him, hey, this is what I got today. What do I got to do to overcome this? So next time it pops up, I'm not going through this again. But I promise you, like, do not just throw in the towel because life gets hard for a week or two. And for some reps, maybe it won't be that, that difficult. Here's my other thing, as I would say, and I'm sure you guys would agree, is like, if you're doing hard things right now, the summer isn't going to be as hard as you expect it to be. We maybe over exaggerate how hard the summer is. Like I'm stoked to go knock doors right now. By the end of the summer, it's kind of funny how I go through the cycle of like, all right, I'm done. But right now I'm ready. I'm ready to go back out. That's the thing about this job, guys, is like it's a lot of fun. You'll have a ton of fun. Have that mentality and nothing's going to stop you from breaking through that brick wall. I agree. Jumping into the next thing, Cars, I want to ask you a couple questions and obviously you guys can jump into speaking on hitting goals, having a successful summer, making the most of this. Give us a quick like just recap of like how your summers went. And then obviously you you've made your mark in the industry by the time you stopped knocking doors. What can a rep go out and do to replicate what you've done and Maybe even just press the fast forward button a couple of times, you know? Okay. Yeah. So you want me to mention the first three summers? <laughs> I think that's important okay. to mention, though. It is. Because it was in my story. I, I think every guy has a moment where it clicks of like, you know what? I'm taking life serious. I'm taking this industry serious. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to be great at this. And for me, that happened on year three. A lot of guys, like the sooner the better, obviously, though. But um, first year did satellite. So like 120 accounts. Second year did alarms. Had some awesome area cutting ability. Yeah, this is, this is eight, nine years ago. This was 20. Tell them about the map. <laughs> a lot of you guys have heard this story, but yeah, we didn't have any sweet apps or anything to cut up area or how it is now, you know. We, we would print off a, a black and white aerial view of the city, of like the small town we were going to. We'd get a highlighter, draw out like five areas for the five of us, and then... <laughs> Dude, that's like legendary. Yeah, we'd roll dice for which quadrant you got. Quadrant one, two, yep. three, four, and, and five. And when you'd be dropped off. And, and you don't even know like what hood is because it's just a map view. Yeah, that's all it was. It'd be like, we're going to this map. You didn't you know if you were on the west of side of the train tracks or the east. Yeah. And, what and if was. you had go backs, which you rarely did, because that first summer, it was just me and my five best friends, and we didn't have a manager out there with us. The tech manager for satellite is the one that would, We'd go to the meetings with every day. <laughs> Dude, this story is so crazy. When we have time, we got to go deeper into that. Just yeah. five rookies going out to a market all alone. No manager. Just driving out to area. That is legendary. Day. Yeah. Then did alarms with CJ summer two. Great year. And then I did pest control my third year. That year is the year that it clicked for me of like, I can do hard things and I can do this. And it was a big year too, where I like had a goal and I did everything to make it happen. I was at, my goal was 225 accounts. And this was 2016. And this was my first year doing PES, so I thought that was pretty reasonable. Like everyone said, the rookie average was 150. So I was like, I can do 225. The summer ended and I was only at 175. And I remember when my friends, they were all dipping home, going to start school, all this stuff. I was like, no. I said, I'm going to do 225. So I'm going to do it. And I'm telling my buddies this as I'm driving them all to the airport to go back home. And you're staying. I'm staying alone. You totally went Cody Barnum. 
went Cody Barnum on him. Wow. So long story short, like they were all telling me like, all right, dude, we'll see you in two days, man. Like there's no way you're going to stay out. It's so hard to stay out when everyone leaves. Yeah. So anyways, that, that fueled me. And so they left dude and drove out to area every day by myself, lived at the apartment. They ended up taking the furniture out of my apartment. So for like, like two to three days, I slept on the floor. Really? I didn't know that. Until they moved me to another location where like the, like the postseason guys were staying. Yeah. I didn't so, know that either. <laughs> anyways, but it was seriously the best feeling in the world. I actually stayed out, hit the goal. And it, yeah, it wasn't like a 500 account goal. But for me, it was everything of like, dude, you just did something hard. You set a goal and you actually stayed out to hit it. And then after that, that's when me and CJ joined up at Green X. Four years there. My summers looked like this. Utah was 280. Columbus was 416. Detroit was 600. So One thing that's really cool with that is... That 600 summer was so cool to to watch. Carson took such a big jump from 280 to 416 while running the whole team, doing all the new managerial stuff. Like it was a crazy summer. And then I remember when he announced to everybody that he was going to sell 600. And people got to realize like Pest has come so far. Like back then, 600 was like doing a thousand. I mean, that's when the Hearts were doing 700. That's when all the other guys were doing six. So like your 600 summer was was really really impressive. But he announced it, and dude, I remember deep down just being like, oh my gosh, dude, because you were going to be managing 60 guys. Like, I knew what we were in for, and so to put that extra pressure, but it's like, what I took from that, the reason that summer, that was Detroit summer with all the guys, the reason it was so successful is because of you leading from the front. And it's like, it's it's an example to anybody, especially branch partners or, or managers. Like, there's no excuses not to rip you have to lead from the front. If you want your team to perform, you rip. You lead from the front. Like, that that's what you do. That's what gets results. Well, you take pride in it. Like, every day I wasn't the top salesman, but I was trying to be the top salesman in the office. And I knew I had other managerial stuff, but I would, I would try not to let any of that stuff get in the way of me ripping. The time on the doors was almost like my getaway. Yeah. Because, like, I was constantly, you know, doing early morning trainings. You'd get home. You'd be doing trainings at night. But the time on the doors for me was like the time to like relax and just work with myself. So get rid of your bad working habits. If you are a vet, you probably have some habits that you got to get rid of right now. Whether you're on your second year or seventh year right now, you probably have things that, you know, it, it could be anything. Like for me, I tried to get rid of all those things. When I drive to my area, you know, I would never sit in my car. It was always like, you always be tempted to be like, oh, let me scroll for a second, you know, or I just got dropped off. Let me like take some time. Like it was always like park, get out of the car, shut the door, go up, knock a door, day starts. It's like getting in an ice bath. Yeah. You don't just tiptoe in there and you just sit in it. Exactly. Serious. You just go. You just go. Because yeah. once you're going, you just go in like that mindset of just like you, you just get in that like that like super focus. You almost like lose track of time. Yeah, exactly. That so I'd say state. one really think about maybe write on a piece of paper like what bad habits do I have on the doors that's impeding me from hitting my goals or having the days I need to have every day and then two I think if you're raising your goal this year have the mindset like if, to go from a 400 to 600 summer I've even seen guys like McKay Roberts go from 300 to a thousand yeah to be able to do that you need to believe that you can do that and that you are that, right? And what I mean by that is, is it's pretty easy for me to tell if a rep wants to hit their goal 
with how they act when the going gets tough. So like if a rep tells me, dude, I'm going for 400 this year, this is, this is my year, dude, I'm a beast. And then two weeks come by and he has like a rough two weeks and isn't selling on the pace that he is. You start to notice if that guy starts to believe that that's the rep he is of selling less than he wanted to do this summer. Or if he starts going harder because he knows he wants to hit his goal still and he's willing to stay out an extra two, three weeks alone if he needs to, to hit his goal. Dude, sometimes that's the best medicine to a slump is to just go work harder. I remember in Chicago this last summer, there were double digit days where I'd get out and knock my old schedule, uh, my previous company where I was knocking from 10 to to taking a quick lunch in my car and then just back up on the doors again. And you it's, o- it. it's okay to have a bad day and that's okay. You can have bad days, but then you just get back up. Know that every single person on your team, every single person in the company, every single person in the industry, when they wake up that next day is all at zero again, just like you. Yep. And you can go back out and make something better out of that day. Even if it's your mentality, right? Like, especially as a rookie, if you're selling one, two, three a day, that's great as you're trying to figure this job out. And at some point it'll click, you'll start to sell more consistently. And that's probably the biggest thing I'd say with this job is, just stay consistent with your routine. Stay as consistent as possible with your mindset and let those ebbs and flows come and go. And by the time the summer ends, you look back, like CJ said, and just be like, dang, like it's gone like that. That wasn't that bad. Speaking of goals, I'm a big golf guy, as you guys know. Guy named Patrick Cantley, he's fourth ranked golfer in the world. He had a neck injury that took him completely out of competitive golf for almost three years. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He was like one of the top college golfers in the country and then had a really bad neck injury. So he couldn't compete for almost three years. I did not know that. Yeah. So in his rehab, I heard an interview with him a couple months ago talking about goals and he framed it in a way that I'd never really thought about. That was really interesting. And he said, you can't have the goal be the result. You have to have the goal be the process because the result is out of your control. Ultimately. I love that. You can, it's so easy to say, I'm going to sell 300 this summer and just throw that out there, right? But that's not really in your control. What is in your control is, okay, my goal is I'm going to knock X number of doors per day, no matter what, every day. My goal is I'm going to do X number of trainings per week outside of the normal meetings, no matter what. My goal is I'm going to wake up at this time every day, no matter what, to do this, to work on these things that I need to work on to watch videos, whatever it is. And so he talked about how he realized like, okay, I can't just say I want to get back to my old form and have that be the goal. Cause that ultimately, how do you get there? That one part is out of his control, but what is 100% in your control is okay. I'm going to wake up and do my physical therapy every single day, whatever it is, you know, I'm going to wake up and do these things every single day, break it down into the process. So the goal can't be the end result. The goal has to be the process. I think that applies big time knocking doors. Every person listening should probably just go press rewind like (laughs) two minutes and (laughs) listen to that like seven times. That was deep. That was good. That really, when I heard that, it it really changed the way I looked at goals. Because dude, it's so easy to throw out these things. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But like you said, Carson, when the the going gets tough, it's so easy to like, oh, well, that's probably not going to happen anymore. But if you take yeah. it one day at a time with the process of the goal, then you'll get there, you know? Yeah. The process is the goal rather than the result. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Dude, I, 
I always think of the analogy of a football field, right? If you want to get a touchdown, you're on the one yard line, you want to get a touchdown, you got 99, 100 hash marks you got to get to. That's the process, right, of getting to the end result. And sometimes it can be daunting. I'm sure even a lot of rookies who don't have a full grasp of like what some of these numbers mean or like when Sam says he wants to go do a thousand accounts, like what that really means, like <laughs> makes almost brings a tear to my eye. But those hash marks, that's the process, right? And when you break it down, like let's say your goal is 200. The thing I like to do is I like to break that down on a monthly basis. Take how many days you're going to be out there, divide that by your goal, then take that and divide it by the amount of days in a week, right? Then you know how many you're going to have to do in a week, then divide that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have to do two service accounts a day. Like I can do that. That's actually not bad. Then divide that by eight hours in a day. And you're like, I have to sell 0.3 accounts an hour. Like that's not bad at all. I mean, just speaking to that dude, that's, yeah. that's freaking money, but that's, that's a really good way to think about goals because sometimes in this industry, it can be really daunting. I think a lot of reps do give up on their goals. Jace, speaking on that too, this job has a ton of upside. And there's honestly, like we've talked about this. I think a lot of us in a lot of ways really love this job too. Yeah, from one finance bro to another. About a real job coming to the summer sales industry. Yeah, Yeah. why would you ever... Why leave you, a real job. Why, why would you leave the real? Why'd you leave Goldman Sachs? Goldman's. Uh, by the way, I never worked at Goldman Sachs. But Just clearing the air there. Or Goldman Sachs. Um, no one knows that story. Ask CJ directly if you want to know about Goldman Sachs. <laughs> so in in finance and in investing, we like to make what's called asymmetric bets. That basically means the upside is much much larger than the potential downside, right? You want to invest, put your money somewhere where if you lose it, it's not that huge of a deal, but it has the potential to do something big for you. And this industry is a very asymmetric bet. Mm. You go out there, you lose four months of your life, and let's say you don't sell a single account. Let's say you just sell enough to cover rent and you're 19, 20, 21 years old, right? What did you lose? What was the downside there? The downside was some $14 an hour job, you know? And I would say even to that, it's still not even a loss with the skills they gained from what they learned. Right. That's, yeah. So so but yeah, at the most. That's the worst case scenario. That's the worst case scenario is you just cover your rent. And the upside is so huge. You know, I mean, we've all seen rookies sell hundreds of accounts their first year and make money that it takes people five years of college to make So the point being, if you're going to go out there, just realize all I have out here is upside. While I'm out here, I might as well give it everything I have because the downside is I missed out on a few months. And the upside is I could literally change my life, you know, and and give myself a whole new career where I can make great money for potentially the rest of my life. And you don't get that. If you you do go work a $14 an hour job for the summer – the upside is like fourteen fifty, you know, <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe fourteen thirty. So <laughs> if they bump you, yeah, if they bump your pay up at the in. end of the summer, <laughs> yeah. So this this truly is a a unique opportunity in that the upside is almost unlimited, and the downside is it's it's nothing. It's all, the downside is like a good time with your buddies, 
in a city that you have never got to experience before. And that goes to my point. You're yeah. you're going to learn a ton of valuable skills that you'll be able to take. If, if you lose, if you come out of it negative, you're going to have skills that will make you more money from it in your future endeavorings. Along with this too, like the upside that this job provides, not only from the skills that you learn, like CJ said, but also the, the earnings that is possible from this job. What can a, what can a rep do this year, this summer to make sure they're maximizing not only their time, but their earnings? Yeah. So from a practical perspective, you know, instead of all the, the pump up stuff, you really need to get with a tax guy who knows what they're talking about. I got one for you. If you want one, I'll send you to him. You were one. I, I was one. So you know the guy. So I know a guy. <laughs> but that's that's a huge mistake I see rookies make. They go out. They don't get their ducks in a row financially and from a tax perspective mostly. And then they end up spending thousands of dollars on taxes that they didn't need to spend. So my... Uh, like it's way too deep to go into right here, but number one piece of advice, get with a tax professional who can help you and it might cost you four or 500 bucks, but it'll save you thousands. So just make that small investment. And the other one is keep track of everything. Like how important is that? I never keep track of stuff. Yeah, I know. And you've been very blessed (laughs) that your brother-in-law is your tax guy. Should we call the IRS? And he and takes really good care of you and does it all for you. Let's get CJ audited. So not everybody has it. that. Yeah, not is a, bank statements. Not everybody has that luxury. Is bank statements sufficient, or do they literally need to keep receipts and like? No, no, no. I, I don't mean like keep receipts. I mean keep track of what you're spending mm-hmm. in an organized fashion. I bought once a, a week, once a month. Yeah, once a week. Sit down on Sunday afternoon pop open a spreadsheet and say, all right, how much did I spend this week on food, gas, knocking uniform activities with the, with the boys, whatever. Keep track of that so that when the end of the year rolls around and it's time to file your taxes, you're maximizing the expenses that you have so you're not paying taxes on you money. You can virtually write off the summer. Yeah, but if you don't keep track of it, it's hard. you're going to spend hours and hours and hours when tax time rolls around and you're going to miss stuff, it's so much better to just keep track of it as you go. So that would be my number one piece of advice would be get with a tax guy who knows what he's doing and it'll help save you a lot of money. And then also just be organized with the money that you're spending. Dude, I love that. I think a lot of reps go out, make a ton of money. And then by the time April comes around, they have no other choice but to have to go back out again because they've just blown all of it. That was a lot of guys like that. First three years, for sure. I'll never forget when you bought your first Audi <laughs> Q5. <laughs> I remember knocking Insure with you. Shout out Insure Financial. You mm. hear about it on another podcast. And you had bought your Audi. And, yeah, it was a crazy, it was a crazy time. Yep. <laughs> and that doesn't mean you can't reward yourself, right? But, like, use this money, use this opportunity to get ahead, really, more than anything, like... That's that's what maximizing your earnings really means. It's totally. not not only making a lot of it, but then putting it towards things that are gonna. Isaac, I'm gonna have you put the tax guy's contact info in the show notes. Is that cool, dude. Connor's awesome. Okay, he he's my accountant. It's just second that he's been he's been awesome. I can't tell you the amount of grief my past 
accountants have given me. So Connor's Connor's been awesome. Okay, guys, one one last question and two two things. Are we on the last one? No, two things. Two things. The first is, and we've talked about this a little bit, but we are some reps, like I said, are already out there. Some reps are going out soon. What can a rep do right now with just a little bit of time left to make sure that they're doing everything that they can to be ready to go? Because I don't think a lot of reps, I don't think anyone's ever like fully prepared and that's okay, right? Because a lot of this job is like just going out there. You never know what you're ever going to get behind any given door, but what can a, a rep best be doing right now? To better prepare themselves. Yep. It's kind of silly. Some people might not relate to this. Maybe some people do that have more similar personalities to me. My dad tells a story of when I was a kid. I used to ask a lot of questions about stuff, almost to like an annoying level, and still probably do today. But he asked me, someone asked me like, why do you ask so many questions about that? And I was like six or seven or something. And I said, because I need to know a lot of things. It's kind of a silly story, but it's a great point, dude. I remember my first summer when I went out there, I seriously probably annoyed my manager to almost death. Luckily, he was a great guy, Robbie Derricott. Shout out Norman Memes. (laughs) (laughs) Great guy. If you don't follow Robbie Derricott, go follow him. He's amazing. But it's like I asked question after question after question after question about the pitch, the process. What do I say when the customer does this? How do I overcome this concern? How do I drop price? My pitch, my pitch, my pitch. Like, it was constant in the beginning, and I think it helped my learning curve a lot. Like, I think that's what got me there. And so, to me, my short answer to that is ask a ton of questions. Do it now. Like, do it before the summer starts. I waited. Do it now and don't be embarrassed. Like, I've taken – I take crap for how many questions I ask, but it's because I got to know a lot of things. Yeah, dude, and – like that's what has gotten you where you are for the most part is trying to understand things and anything you're trying to do in life on the doors, whatever, somebody else has done it. Yeah. Somebody else, you know, has done it and it's not like there's a secret to it. So they can tell you how to do it if you just ask them. So the, the last thing I'll say, and then I want to hear your guys' answers, but to that point too, I also would have the mindset and did have the mindset of exactly what you just said. It's like I looked at these guys that were ripping and that were selling when I was a rookie, beginning weeks one, two, three, and four. And I remember not selling and bageling and having a rough time, but having the mindset of like, dude, these guys that are selling, they're not better than me. They're they're not cooler. They're no, they not, don't have some magic They secret. don't have some magic power. Like just whatever they're doing works though. And so whatever they were saying, I wanted to figure out what to say. And so the only way you're going to get there is like, yeah, you can get a lot out of the training videos but it can get so much deeper than just the training videos. Like ask people tons of questions. That's mine. That's why surrounding yourself with great reps and great training really does help your summer. Like shout out to kind of the big dogs at Green X that kind of pushed me. Like 600 never would have been a goal for me if I didn't see Landon Hart, Dallin Hart, John Taylor go to 1,000 that year. It was all of a sudden, like, I thought 400 was a stretch for me, and all of a sudden they went and did that. So it was like, well, if they can do it, I can. why can't I? And and you just got to do that and surround yourself with people like that. But to add to what you just said more specifically on what they can do in the next month or two, I would say is just nail down the pitch and the wording. 
because that's the last thing you want to be thinking about when you're in front of a customer is what do I say? So nail down those things, practice in front of mirrors, send videos. I've seen so many guys do awesome trainings thus far. And a lot of guys are putting in the time, but I would just say nail down the wording objections, closing service intro. Love it, dude. The last thing I'd add to that too is I remember my best summer sold over 300. This was at my previous company. It was during, it was the COVID summer and right before the summer, right? March, everything just shuts down. And it was honestly kind of a weird time. Like everyone was kind of just like, are we even going out? Like, is there even going to be a summer? And you know, even with Russia and Ukraine, just a little plug, doesn't matter what happens, World War Three, door-to-door is just an unbreakable industry. It's a cockroach. Uh, it, it is. It's a German roach. You can't get rid of it. So regardless, like, just know that there's always going to be money to be made in this industry regardless of what's going on. But at the time, I don't, I don't think I understood that yet. And me, my team, a lot of guys were coming to me asking almost daily, like, do I really quit my job right now? Like, I have a job. Do I really do this? And I'm really just going to take a bet on this. And honestly, I just faked it till we made it and honestly had an amazing summer. But one thing that my manager did that I will always be grateful for is he started this competition where it was basically who can go the furthest distance over like a month period. So it included like biking, running, swimming. And there was like different metrics that we used to track it. We had kids in our summer. No, right before the summer, right? Again, everyone's at home, just sitting at home in quarantine. And he threw this out and I had just come off a knee surgery. So I took this to heart and a lot of the guys on the team did. And we had a kid walk from Provo all the way up to like Sandy and then back to Provo again. (laughs) Just like woke up and did that in a day. And... Um, How'd you even but, get there, like without the freeway, like, dude. I don't, I don't. Front know. of road. He's walked front it. Of road, man. I, I don't know if he went up like Suncrest and then back down. Just back. walked. Just walked. Just put on his Forrest Gump backpack and cane and just, just. I remember I had never been like big into biking. It's kind of something I picked up, but I went out one day. I don't think I'd ever biked more than three miles in a day, and I went out and did seventy-seven miles. Oh. And oh for me, gosh. that was a lot because it's just like my body was going through things I'd never experienced in my life, but. Again, just to kind of reiterate what I already said earlier, do something hard now and put yourself in the uncomfortable position or in the uncomfortable zone, right? Like, I think we all know what that feels like, and it's it kind of sucks to be in that spot, but if you can do difficult things to prepare for the summer, push yourself to a place you've never been, and I this year I'm, I'm going to go out and do a little half Ironman. I've never done one before i haven't really trained but in the I, next couple like before summer or? yeah yeah i'm just gonna take a okay. saturday go, just going. but it, i mean it's not gonna be i'm just doing it on my own but again it's just to do things that i've never done before to push myself to places i've never been like go do something hard now the summer the summer will be a breeze yeah cj and i were actually talking about this a couple days ago there's kind of like two camps there's the guys that are like dude i bust it in the summer but i'm I just got to like sit around the rest of the year and just like take it easy so I can gear up for the summer. And then there's the guys that are just like, no, I'm going to bust it in the summer and I'm going to bust it the rest of the year. And far and away, the guys that are the most successful are the ones that just are constantly pushing themselves all year, whether it's with recruiting or whatever it is, 
the guys that just rest up for the summer, you know, they, they don't end up. They're not rested up. <laughs> they're apparently. not rested up, apparently. Yeah. I, that's that's honestly how it is in life. Like, the most productive people you know are the ones that are always killing it at everything, right? It's like the old, like, if you want to, if you want something done, ask the busiest person, you know, and they'll get it done. It, it's because it becomes a mentality. I'm just, yeah, that's, I can, that's easy. Of course I can knock that out. So it, I, I love that, dude. Like, go do something hard before you go out for the summer. Wait, so wait, it doesn't one, hit you like a what train. What was that saying one more time? If you need something done, ask the busiest person you know. Even though they're the busiest, they're the one that's going to get it done. Yeah. Faster. That's dude, true. I love that. It's truth. It's great. The summers are hard. I want you to have that expectation of, like, you're going to run into blockades, like CJ always talks about, where it is it is going to be tough. But, dude, summers are so fun and honestly way rewarding. Like, I kind of look back over the last eight years, and they're all divided into what summer and where I was at and stuff. But you have so much fun out there. You're with an awesome squad, great team, great people, and it, it can be really fun really rewarding some of my best friends i've met out in the summer so it's it's just awesome you never hear anybody that goes hard so that that actually goes out there and puts in the time works the whole summer say they regret it honestly they didn't work they didn't work of course you'd regret it like that was shots have been fired <laughs> no seriously but the people that put their heads down nobody regrets the summer so it's a good point it's true i don't know if i've ever met somebody who like just literally went all in, didn't have a good experience with this job. Yeah. Just be all in. And that you is a great point. It. If you've already committed to doing it, might as well just go all in. It's a guaranteed way to have a fun time this summer. Well, guys, summer 2022 is right around the corner here. We want some wisdom from, again, the Holy Trinity before we before we I'm end this, this red cast. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take it. We all want something from each of you guys. Um, just to leave us with before before we all head out for the doors. The little golden nugget. The rid nugget. The rid nuggets. A lot of people have heard me talk about this and say this, so if, you, if you've heard it, maybe it's a little repetitive. If you're a rookie, you probably haven't heard it, and I'll honestly probably talk about it when we come out and visit all the branches midsummer. But it's like, I really believe in this wholeheartedly, and so I'm, I'm pretty passionate about it. But if you can't find motivation, if you get stuck because you're not motivated by the money, you don't think pest control is that cool, you... You'll find yourself, even the good guys, starting to come up with excuses, justified excuses, or at least you think they're justified. If you can't find any motivation, like to me, this is what always motivated me. The skills, the work ethic, what you do now in the summer, it's so much deeper than just the summer or making money or like what you're doing right then and there because those skills that you're gaining, the work ethic, like the decision to like keep your head down when things get tough, that's what's going to follow you in whatever else you go do. And so it's like, why do it? It's because like you're creating that right now, right here, then when it's tough. Like you said I was going to go do 300. Well, you realized you're at 80 and it's July. I'm not going to hit my goal. So like maybe I'm just going to slow down. It's like, no, speed up, finish as hard as you can, go all the way. And even if you were to fall short, it's like it doesn't matter like, the skills you're learning right then and there will follow you. It's going to follow you in if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be an electrician, like being a good father, being a good husband. Like there's so many things that that will follow you. And so that's kind of my two cents, a nugget. So if you get stuck and you're in the summer and you come to that point, do it for yourself to prove that you can do hard things. 
do it to yourself. Like prove that you can finish what you started. That's why the Kobe week's so crazy. Yeah. Dude, love the Kobe week. I don't think enough people take it serious. Carson came up with an amazing competition. I actually want you to talk about that last week that you had real quick, but and how we kind of got to this point, but it, it kind of sums up exactly this talking point. Carson, I'll let you explain it, but we were at a point where he had kind of soft dropped that he wanted to finish his last week really, really hard. And well, it, it fit right exactly in line with this because that was the COVID summer. You had every reason not to even finish we were running five teams phone calls it was the craziest summer of my life and so tell that story real quick because it fits right in line with this well i remember i didn't knock that much that summer because we were running the five teams we were traveling every office stuff but i just remember like no one ever has no one ever finishes the way they should in this industry like no one does it it's pretty standard that your last week is your worst week or your end date becomes five days earlier because you just get so trunky, right? You're always wanting to come see go somebody, home. see somebody yeah. leave. Someone leaves like August 12th, dude. And they're on, in Lake Powell and your date was like the 24th. But then It'd all be- of a sudden magically you're like, no, no, no. I said the 19th. Like <laughs> heard that one. We <laughs> heard that one a lot. So I remember long story short called siege with this idea of like, you know what? I I have the hardest time like telling guys what to do without doing it myself. So I was like, siege, I got an idea, dude, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have my best week ever in my last seven years on this last week of knocking. And he's like, dude, that's sweet. Like you're, you're a beast. Yeah. You're a beast, dude. You can do it. And he's like, starts hyping me up because he knows like it could be really beneficial. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was just like, and then, at the end of the call, I remember being like, dude, don't tell anyone. Um, you were going to film it, too. Yeah. You did. You did. I, there, you have some hidden gems. In I there. have hidden footage on my phone of, like... The good times, the bad times. Yep. Like, you were going to track and all the emotions, the ups and downs from, like, setting the goal to, like, being pumped when days are good and, and being down when days are bad. Because yep. it's like, that week's going to be a grind. And, and you were going to go out early, all day. And that, that was the idea. So, me and CJ were just talking just like this on the phone. And then... I ended it though with like, but don't tell anyone, dude, because in the back of my mind, I was always just like, you wanted a little, I wanted an out, case. dude. I wanted an out. Because, you always do. Because I was just like, dude, I don't know. Not, if I, not you. Not yeah, you always no. do. Everybody wants totally. a little out. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> well, I said you totally. always do. And I met, I met everybody that you comes up with that. You always want an out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone no, wants but, the easy road. And it was Everyone crazy. Like, like that Sunday night, the back and forth I had mentally of like, dude, you don't need to go have your best week on your You bus. already did six. Like it was a sweet idea, but you don't need to. And then I'd be like, no, dude, I need to be a beast. I need to show these people how to finish strong, the, the reps. And so anyways, long story short. Hold like, on. Before we, you say the, before you say what you did, talk about the week because, so you decided to do it. Yeah. So I decided to do it. And just so everyone knows, like everybody has that back and forth, like the rippers do but they just push through it. They've, yep. they've learned and trained themselves to push through when your mind all of a sudden starts telling you to be lazy or complacent or just you don't need to do those things. You don't need to go that hard. Like that comes into all of our minds. And then the greats, the, the guys that you know that hit million dollars in rev are just constantly pushing through that the best. I'll never forget. So you started and you, I can't remember exact days. We had a good two days, but then one day I did shiz started hitting the fan and we didn't have anything to clean it up with besides ourselves. Yeah, I did 12 it, like the first day, then 10. It was going really good. I was like 12, 10, 9 or something. But then you had a day 
But then the Friday, it was actually Friday. Um, this is where the excuses were very, I, I was a part of it. Like, like there was a ton of crap going on that we had to handle together. Yeah. And it was a really good reason not to, not to go out and finish what you started. Yeah. So I ended up only selling two that day. I ended up only knocking like four doors that day and I got two deals threw off your week. Threw off the week. It was just like, oh, crap, dude. Now, literally on Saturday, I would have to have my best day ever 16 accounts to beat the best week. And which is, which, <laughs> dude, is crazy. To put last that in perspective, our our top rep, Sam, did his best day last year was 15. So Yeah, and that was my best day that I had done two summers before was 15. And so, yeah, dude, it just seemed crazy, but got out there and ended up, the, my last day knocking, and I'm actually pretty proud of this, but my last day knocking was my best day ever in the industry. To beat your best In my week. career, knocking, and ended with my best week ever in my last week career knocking. Dude, that story is legendary. So. Such a cool story. But, that, yeah, the Kobe week sweet. And so it's really cool to see that we had five guys have their best week on their last week. And that's, guys, that's what the Kobe week is. So when we go over it again this year, it's like, don't do it so that you can win a shoe in a box that you get a sign in front of everybody at the ward. Like, that's not what it's about. It's about. That is pretty sick, though, dude. It is. signing the shoe up front. It is yeah. sick. We got some good footage of Marvin's and the guys. But but it's like, do it for kind of what I talked about. It's like, show yourself that you can do and stick to whatever you say because you want to create those qualities for the rest of your life. Because it will follow you. I promise you, until you decide to push through that suck and just grit your teeth, like you'll always find an excuse to let off the gas. School will be hard. Your marriage will suck at some point that you're frustrated with. Your kids will drive you crazy. Like your boss will piss you off. Like there will always be a reason where you can just like let off the throttle or you can just put your head down and push through it. So I want to reiterate, take it. it. It plays into both of those comments, but just take it one day at a time. Don't try to look at the whole at the summer as a whole. You know, even breaking it down into Kobe week allows you to think, okay, I'm going to go as hard as I possibly can for this week. But make every week Kobe week, you know. But don't look at it as the whole summer. There's just so many things that happen that are out of your control in that big of a time period. You just got to take it day by day and control what you can. And by doing that, you'll get where you want to be. Well, guys... We are stoked for this summer. We're stoked to see what the reps go out and do. I'm excited to see what everyone goes and hits. We're projected to do 15 plus thousand accounts. Yeah, guys, we're going to do 15,000 plus accounts at RID, not including what we're marketing. So it's going to be a huge summer. We're going to go and double what we did last summer as a startup, debt free. We should do an episode on that. How we did that? How how I don't know if we can give away the secret sauce. It's true. It's true. That's that's the partner meetings. We give away the sauce. (laughs) No, we should. That'd actually be a really cool episode to talk dive deeper into that. But appreciate you guys, all that you guys do for for Rid. You guys are what makes Rid what it is. Couldn't do this without you guys. You guys made this all possible. So with that being said, to summer twenty twenty two.